you are about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. I didn't realize I was going to make such a squeak. <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Talk OC and OC Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And this week we're discussing season four, episode four, The Metamorphosis. Original air date, November 16th, 2006. Written by Layla Gerstein and directed by Norman Buckley. Summer realizes that she is more like the new Summer than she'd care to admit to. Sandy makes a new friend and Julie and Caitlin make a wager. Julie tries to stay away from men, and Caitlin tries to stay out of trouble. Like that was ever going to happen. Hey, listen, they tried. They both tried for like five hours. But also like mother, like daughter. Totally. Right? Okay, so the scoop this week, we're talking about the ice cream scoop provided by Michael Del Vasto, Del underscore Vasto on Instagram is Rainbow Sherbert. Oh my God, I love Rainbow Sherbert. Rainbow Sherbert. A rainbow is caused by the refraction of light. Refraction is the change in the direction of a wave. This goes with the little metamorphosis as it is also a change from one stage to another. He also likes to add that is also the title of Hilary Duff's first album. So true. Thank you, Mike. (laughs) In, In this week's episode, we have the three characters from last week, Summer, Ryan, and Julie, moving on to the next stage of their life in the acceptance and moving forward with Marissa's death. This builds off this builds off of last week's episode when they all came to the realization that they couldn't continue living the way they were. Like a wave of light changing direction to form a rainbow, these characters also have to change how they are living their life. Also, a rainbow changes colors as you go from top to bottom. These changes could also symbolize the stages of life or grief one must go through in a lifetime as we see Summer go through the five stages in the beginning. Wow. <laughs> Always so detailed, Mike. Every week, though. I know we keep saying that, but really, you have to recognize Very it. Very poetic. Great job, Love Mike. Rainbow Sherbert, though. As a kid, that was oh always my, God, like, my go-to. Yeah. So good. It's been a while since I've had Me Sherbert. Me too. I could really go for some. Do you like creamsicle, too? I love creamsicle. I love, like, key lime. I like fruity stuff Yeah. when it comes to my desserts, where I feel like most people are like chocolate or peanut butter, but I like fruity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like today is kind of like the old days for you, Liz, because with Tree Hill Talk, we always watch the episode and then talked about it right after. Yeah. And on Gossip Girl, we watch the episode and talk about it right after. With OC, it's a little bit different now, but you just watched the episode. Yeah, it's fresh in my mind. So, And it was a really good episode. You liked it? Yeah, it's much lighter than we've been watching. Feels like I feel better. Not that we ever get over Marissa. We'll never get over her. But they're trying to. So we should try to as well. That's very well said. Actually, a lot of uh, our listeners who sent in their questions and comments also felt the same way in the terms of this episode. Felt lighter. Yeah. Felt almost reminiscent of the old OC episodes. Yeah, I agree. Um, Not to say that, like, they did mention Marissa. So not to say that, like, it was lighter because she wasn't mentioned. No, no, no. She was. And it just, it felt like... The way it should be. The energy of it. Yeah, the energy of normal OC. Yeah. So, the episode opens. We have Summer in therapy. Finally. 
she's sitting on. on the couch and she's talking about how she's changed since she's gotten to college. And the therapist reassures her that this is a totally normal thing. Right. But Summer feels that she's actually been throwing herself into new experiences to avoid dealing with what happened with Marissa. At least she comes to terms with that. She's aware. She's very aware. Yeah. So Summer's healing goes like this. <laughs> we have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, anger again, and then acceptance. And this all happens in one week. Yeah. Five stages of grief. And you can, you know, experience multiple ones over and over again. Right. And you can even accept, but then you still could experience anger. Know, yeah. All something. of it. So yeah, totally relatable. Sure. We had this montage of her going through all of the steps and crying and tissues yeah. and it screaming. It was funny, but it was supposed to be sad, but it was right. it was funny. It was comical. It was done in a sitcom way. The only thing I can't get past is the fact that she healed, and I'm using in air quotes, in a week. Yeah. Unrealistic. Very unrealistic. <laughs> but we still saw her go to it, so it's like props to you, but Okay. Uh, but after her week of healing, she's ready for her weekend with Seth. He's flying in, and he's really worried that she's going to break up with him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if she was, she wouldn't have had him call, come all the way out there, though. Like That's maybe true. Maybe she would have, like, done it. Not that it's great, but done it over the phone or, like, ooh, wrote him a letter or something like that. Or if he's coming all the way out to Providence... Uh, I would be upset if someone broke up with me and then I had to go home. <laughs> but imagine if you're dating this person for so long and they break up with you via phone. No, I mean, it wouldn't be okay that way either. Yeah. So, right. but he was pleasantly surprised. He was because when he gets to the airport, she walks in. Hello, sunshine is playing. He's like, oh my God. Her hair is blowing. She's looking like the old summer and she gives him the biggest kiss. It was cute. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. And this takes him by total surprise. He's like, my baby's back. And he's really excited about it. So yeah. <laughs> back at the dorm, Seth and Summer finally had alone time. Yeah. He's like, wow, it's not what I pictured. It's even better. And she's like, ew, you were thinking about it? <laughs> yeah. And he then tells her how he thought she was actually going to break up with him. And then she asked, well, what were you going to do if the old Summer didn't actually come back? And so he ended up bringing the season three of the valley for her and he's like this would have made you sway your decision yeah if she's anything. excited she's really excited and so she finally decides to decorate her room she's hanging a devil wears prada poster yeah. she has all her magazines out and then che comes in and she shows che who she really is and he's really supportive for her but he talks about the protest that's happening on solar energy and so Summer throws the flyer into the garbage. Like, that's not me anymore. And he also meets Seth at this point. Yeah, he's like, oh, boyfriend. Nobody knew he existed. Yeah. And she does show him the picture of Marissa. Right. This is why I am the way I am. My friend died last year. And, like, I just don't know who I am. And I was figuring that out. And I guess I'm not really like you, even though later on she's like, mm, maybe I am. Right. But Che is really supportive. He's like, you found this place yeah, in the world. he did not bug me whatsoever this no, episode. me neither. So after their hangout and greeting with Che, they watch the valley, and in, they're in the opening living space of the dormitory. And Summer realizes that she's really not into this show anymore. 
Yeah. And she thought she that was the love of her life was the valley. Yeah. She's also realizing she's not really into gossip magazines either. And she asks, you know, what's happening with JT and Cameron? <laughs> Throwback. I'm like, wow. I know. And Seth is like, uh, I don't know. She's like, I know. I don't either. Right. How the times have changed. And this is all coming to fruition. She goes back into her room and she sees the flyer she threw out into the garbage. And she realizes, well, maybe I'm actually like the new summer. Right. But you can have a balance. You can. I think she needs to find that balance. Right. So she is still trying to push these feelings down. She goes shopping. She goes to the mall. Everything she buys, she doesn't like. She calls Che when Seth goes out on his own for a walk just to see how the rally went. And he said that there's a proposal happening tomorrow. There's going to be this big debate. And he's also surprised why she's calling him and asks, hey, how's your new sweater? Yeah, and she's looking at it. She's like, mm. Yeah, because she's trying on her new clothes as she's on the phone. And she's like, I don't like this sweater Even at all. Even though I feel like that new sweater was more of like the new summer. Agreed. So she's like, I don't like that aspect of it. But I like, you know, being an activist and yeah. having people... Uh, you know, like what you have to say. I mean, she, I mean, she was kind of like that in high school, but now people are like caring about what she's saying. And she's like, yes, I should make a difference. Yeah. Use your voice, Summer. Right. So Seth comes back from getting food and he overhears Summer making a very passionate speech about solar energy. And Seth starts to feel that maybe he doesn't quite fit in with Summer's new life. So he goes to Che. First off, Che is in his dorm He's in his room, so he's in his private space, right. and he's playing the guitar in the nude. Yeah. Luckily, the guitar was over the <laughs> private areas. <laughs> yes. Very comical. He gets up, and Seth is like, oh, whoa, okay. And, you know, he's just there. He just wants Che's help. But then Che's like, hey, come bring it in. Let me hug you. And he hugs Seth. He's like, we could have just, uh, all right, done a handshake. <laughs> Nope. Okay. But I laughed. It was I know. And it also is sweet that Seth is trying and that he does go to the main source of this and tries to understand what's going on. Yeah. So Che and Seth arrive to the debate later on and Seth is so supportive and he's really excited. But it turns out that Seth is actually not allowed in the room because he's not a student. Yeah. So he tells Summer... You go, I'll wait outside. She feels bad because it's his last night in Rhode Island. And he's like, no, you go change the world. You need to do this. I'll be out here. And so Seth waits outside. He's sleeping on the bench. She comes out in the middle of it to wake him up. And he's like, did we win? Yeah. And she's like, no, not yet. This can go all. This can go on all night. And he reassures her, like, you need to go back in there. You're making a difference you go, I will be fine. But at this point, he decides that he's going to head back to Newport. He gets to the airport, tries to uh, book the next flight. It's like at 3 a.m. or something. Yeah. And in the meantime, he leaves her a voicemail saying, if you don't hear from me for a while, it's not that I don't love you. It's because I do. Yeah. Very nice. I thought so, too. Yeah. He's giving her her space, even though he pretty much was this whole time. But now he knows she's coming back to herself figuring out how to balance everything and so he's like I'm I'm here when you need me and I really appreciate that about him because there was a time that he kept poking his nose and everyone's business didn't need to happen so I'm glad to see the change in Seth just loving the new set yeah the matured set definitely okay so back in Newport we have Ryan who's trying to keep himself busy first off we see him 
on the beach. Oh my god! Can we talk about this thirst level? Thirst is, it is so so high. high. It is so high. He is jogging. He's doing push-ups, and then we see another thirst level. Yum! A little snack <laughs> at the top of the beach. Sandy, Sir Sandy Cohen, Surfer Sandy, and working out Ryan. I'm very, very high on the thirst level today. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. But it's really sweet. Sandy is trying to make small talk with Ryan. He's trying to get out of him how Seth and Summer are. He mentions Ryan's new job at El Pavo Guapo. (laughs) And he's really excited about this because he's going to get a discount on shrimp tacos. Yeah, and Ryan's like, you're only limited one per person. (laughs) Yeah. And then they also talk about Berkeley, which will happen next year. Yeah, and Ryan doesn't say like... No, I'm definitely not no. doing that. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I just have to stay busy for right now. Right. Sandy is trying to make a friend, and he's really lonely. This is relatable, I think. I think so, you know, too. for an older guy who... Now, his, he's almost empty nesters. Like, his kids are off to almost off to college, and so, like, he needs to find a buddy. And I love the part where he's like, Jimmy went, and yeah. then... <laughs> we have... Okay, so we have Jimmy left... Caleb died. Jimmy left again, again. And then Neil has left. Right. So there's no guys for him to hang out with. Yeah. And he's also bummed because he thought he could hang out with Ryan while Seth is away. But Ryan's going to be busy working. Yeah. So he's a lo- he's lonely. He's lonely. So Kirsten asks, like, hey, why don't you ask out Jason Spitz from the office? And Sandy goes through these questions. Is it weird to ask a guy out? What if Spitzy doesn't like me? Spitzy. And she goes, oh, we're calling him Spitzy now. He's like, yeah, I think he'll like it. What about you? But I have a question for our guy listeners. Is it weird to ask another guy to hang out? Like, do, right. have you gone through this? Right. So let us know. Because, I mean, not that I venture out meeting new people. I'm really comfortable with the people that I am friends Same. with. And Same. so it probably wouldn't be me to reach out. But I do have people that are like, hey, let's get a, you know, a cup of coffee. I'm like, okay. But it wouldn't be me who would be like, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee. Unless it's like Michelle. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So Sandy ends up taking Kirsten's advice. He is super hesitant about it. But at work, he catches Spitz in the hallway, asks him to hang out. He's and like, it, mm. <laughs> Yeah. And Spitz is like, ooh, can I get back to you? But it ends up being a total success. Yeah. So their first outing, they go golfing, which was really funny because two of their swings were interrupted by phone calls from their wives. And they're both like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Spitz's wife was just really calling to see if he needed an out. Which is really cute. Yeah. And then Kirsten's call was just to see how it was going. So they golf. They end up going to the restaurant where Ryan works at, to watch the game and they grab food there. Ryan starts his new job He's on his first day at the restaurant, and as he's clearing off tables, Taylor sees him working. And so she's is caught off guard, but she asks if she, he knows where Seth is and tells him that Seth's away. Earlier that morning, she received a letter that her husband wants to file for divorce. Also, let's not forget to mention that she's now living with Julie and Caitlin. Yeah, at, in the house that Neil just graciously gave to yes. Julie. <laughs> yes. How nice of How him. How nice. Right. Uh, so she asked Ryan for help because she has no one. Right. She was going to ask Seth for the help. Yeah. If like we need to talk about how that situation would have went oh down. Oh my God. <laughs> right. But she needs help dealing with her pending divorce and she's afraid to be alone with her ex because he has sensual powers. Right. She's afraid she's not going to be able to say no and he's going to have 
her come back with him to Paris and she's going to be married and that's it. And she doesn't love him. No, but she also can't say no to him. But she can't say no. Right. So she's like, if you help me this one time, I'll leave you alone. So Ryan agrees. They go to the yacht club. That's where they're supposed to meet her husband. They're making small chat. She asks about how cage fighting is. She's always wanted to get into it. Mm-hmm. and then, <laughs> She'd be good at that. And then asks what his favorite fruit is. And Ryan says peaches. And Taylor, she pauses and says, oh, he used to say my two breasts were like peaches. <laughs> That's my favorite. Are we doing the Taylorism yet? We could. Okay, because that was my favorite. Yeah, one, but. this episode, we're also going to implement Taylorism of the week. And Aunt and I were talking about this over the weekend. He's like, it'd be really funny if you guys like both bring your own Taylorism and then you rock, paper, scissors, shoot for it, film it, and then <laughs> whoever wins, you play that. You play the clip in the episode. Sure. And I was like, okay, sure. It's that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> but we both agree on it. That okay, was my Taylor. So that's it. That'll be the one. Here <laughs> it is. He used to say my breasts were like too soft. Is that him? We're two peas in a bot over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, but anyway, so her husband is not the one who shows up. It's actually his lawyer. Who is such a familiar actor. He's been I in a know. load of things. I think he's actually French. Is I he? I mean, if he's not, he speaks beautiful French. We'll look it up on break because yeah. I didn't. I he's did not look that the, up. He's very familiar. And I'm trying to think if it was like a Mary Kate and Ashley movie oh. back then. Something. But I'm going to find out. So the two of them start, Taylor and the lawyer start talking French in front of Ryan. And Ryan is just standing there super awkwardly. What am I doing here? <laughs> and pretty much what's being said is that the only way the divorce can be granted is if one of them was unfaithful. Right. Because um, Henri will not divorce her. No. So... The lawyer just came to say, you're going to come back with us because he won't divorce you. But if you guys were unfaithful, maybe that's not a story. Right. So she grabs Ryan's arm. And when Ryan asks, oh, what what did you say? And so Taylor then says, oh, uh, I just told him you liked soccer. <laughs> and then Ryan replies with, oh, I like soccer. <laughs> it's so funny. It is, so it is funny. funny. It's, it's so light. And I love when... They don't take themselves too seriously, yeah. especially when we see Ryan like that, I because know. it's very far few between that we do. Yeah. So I really enjoy that. Yeah. So what Taylor needs is a document signed. This is the yeah. second part of the favor she didn't realize she would need. So she brings it to Ryan at work and she's like, hey, can you do me one more favor? This is just a document. It's all in French, but it's just to attest to my character. And so he's like, OK, leave it for me. I'll do it for you. And then she just has to make sure you definitely can't speak French or read French. And he's like, no, I can't. And she's like, okay, great. So he's, <laughs> she's really excited for this. Well, Ryan ends up getting a French English dictionary and spending like five yeah, hours. Like, I want to know what this says. Yeah. I signed my life away here. <laughs> and he starts, you know, uh, going through the document and realizes that it says that they pretty much are lovers and that they've had sex like 30, 30 times. times. <laughs> So when Taylor goes to get the document, Ryan apologizes. But he's like, I can't help you. And I'm really sorry, but this job is all I can handle right now. Yeah, I felt badly. I did too. Like, who's to say, like, you would have just signed the document and it wouldn't have been done. Like, I don't know what the, um, like, repercussions would have been right. with that. Right. If any 
thing. So I was like, oh, come on, Ryan, just sign it. Just be a good pal. I know, but like. You don't need to like be mentally in this. (laughs) But he's like, no, I can't do it. And I get it. Yeah, I get that too. He can't help. And she ultimately understands. She's sorry she brought him into this, but she's like, I don't have anybody. And if I don't get anybody to sign this document, I'm going to have to go back to France. Yeah. And she's like, I just, I know I don't love him. I just did a rash thing and then so sad she's like I didn't have friends until last year and I moved away and at college he was the first person who liked me and we were at the Eiffel Tower and I was like yeah sure let's do this so poor Taylor I know and you know her mom isn't the greatest and she doesn't have a relationship with her dad she definitely she's needy in a way where some might say it's overbearing but to us, it's just, oh, that's Taylor. We just need, we just want to see her happy and yeah. someone should help her. Yeah. <laughs> someone help the girl out. Right. So later that evening when Ryan is leaving his shift, Sandy and Spitz are entering. So like we said at the beginning, they were they were going out. They were going out to Ryan's restaurant. So Sandy asked Ryan to join them, but Ryan, he just wants to go home. He's like, I didn't get fired today. I didn't punch anybody. He's yeah. pretty much just like going through the motions of life. Mm-hmm. And so Sandy tells him that like, whether you like this or not, you're the type of guy who's just always going to help people. Which I thought was very interesting for Sandy to say at this point. Right, because out of all, like, through the past, that's always what gets Ryan in trouble. I know. Even though it is for a good reason. He's not doing it maliciously. It's like, oh, man, Ryan, you were always out to help even when you didn't need to. And now Sandy's like, yeah, you should help. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? I know Sandy (laughs) doesn't even know what's happening. Right. So what do you what like what was that lesson for? And he did talk about, you know, Ryan brings up Marissa, like, oh, you think I'm just going to get over her? And Sandy's like, no, you just will learn to live with it. And you're gonna learn to help other people because this is what you do. So this is like a light bulb moment for Ryan, and he realizes he has to do something. So he heads to the yacht club where Taylor is with the lawyer and Taylor's telling the lawyer that she just doesn't love him. Yeah, and she's crying. She's crying. And so Ryan runs in and he kisses Taylor in the most passionate yeah, way. It wasn't just like, oh, hey, I'm here, pack. It was like, no, let me prove to him that That's French kiss. we are passionate. Yeah. <laughs> and then the lawyer's like, oh, well, I don't need a signature after this. I know love when I see right? it. Right. And they're like, uh-huh. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know love when I see I it. Know. That's pretty uh, that's a bold. That's a bold statement. <laughs> and then he leaves. Even though I secretly love it. Oh, no, me too. <laughs> I do too. But after that, Ryan takes off. Yeah, Ryan's like, okay, I'm going to go now. Yeah. Last but not least, so Julie. Julie and Caitlin. Julie's doing much better. Thank goodness. Her and Caitlin make a bet that Julie can't stay away from men for a week and that Caitlin can't stay out of trouble for a week. And then they shake on it. So, Caitlin is easily convinced to get fake IDs with the Lukes at school. Yeah, it didn't take much at all for that. She's like, no, I'm trying to be good. Uh, okay, sounds good. I'll do it. Julie is out with Kirsten, and they discuss new match. Yeah, so she wants to get back into the business. And Kirsten's like, it was always there. I was waiting for you. Right. So, I'm glad we're getting back to this. Yeah, let's give Julie a, a work purpose here. And also Kirsten. Yeah, poor Kirsten. She's been like, eh. Just hanging around waiting. Yeah. I know. She also lets Kirsten know that she has sworn off men for a little while. But at this point, they see Taryn, the head noopsie, who looks amazing. They're like, oh, did she get work done? She must have gotten work done. <laughs> but she ends up telling Julie that she's been seeing and doing younger men. 
and the fact that Julie isn't going to be young forever, that she should really join Taryn when they go out. And I meet, I was like, wait, what's younger men to her? And I'm thinking like, well, Julie had that whole thing with Luke. What do they consider younger? I hope they're of age. And then the guy comes out. He's probably like, what? 20? 25, if that, maybe. And so... I think they're just being cougars. Yeah, just cougars. Right. Is maybe the term they should have used. But when they said younger men, I'm like, oh, this is like flashback Luke. I know. Not good. <laughs> She's know. done that already. Don't put her out there again. Julie was kind of leading the uh, right? whole. She was. She was the beginning, the starter <laughs> of this club. Uh, so anyway, Julie's trying to be good. She tells Kirsten she'll hang out with her because Sandy's out with Spitzy. And Taryn calls her and convinces her otherwise. So they head to this club. They're doing shots, and Julie is just grinding up on. She's a good the dancer. Younger man, she is very provocative. Yeah, very dancing. provocative. This just so happens to be the club that Caitlin is sneaking oh into God. with her ID. So awkward. So they both see each other, and they know they both have failed. It's yeah. very funny. It was funny, like truce, right? <laughs> so to wrap up. We see Seth at the airport. He's waiting for his flight. And then we shoot to a scene with Summer getting the voicemail. And he drew her. I got a little choked up. Wasn't actually. that beautiful? It was beautiful. It's, I want to say it's a little Miss Fixin. Just like. Wrapped plant, in ivy. Yeah, like kind of like um, poison ivy. Yeah. But. Like a little Miss Vixen mixed in there. Yeah. And it made me a little emotional. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, he knows like she's evolving and like the little Miss Vixen should evolve too. Yeah. It's really. I was like, oh. I also <laughs> love in the beginning of the episode, they had an exchange about recycling. And he's like, oh, I actually taught you how recycling yeah. works. So I can support you in this way. Uh, we see Kirsten and Sandy playing strip scrabble in I bed. So hard, and Sandy's losing because you can see it's like a weird scene where they just shoot like him flip the game, so you can just see what the game is. And I'm like, ah, they're gonna play strip scrabble. Yeah, because earlier in the episode, him and Kirsten they talk a bunch of times on the phone, and he tells her how Spitz's kid caught him and his wife playing strip scrabble. Yeah, I was like, what did he catch them doing? <laughs> yeah. So Sandy brings home Scrabble yeah, to play. Yeah, he likes the idea. Yeah. Julie and Kirsten, they're in the kitchen and they share a pint of ice cream, which is like a silent truce. Yeah. I liked this scene. And then we have the pool house. So Ryan's in the pool house. The lights are on. He's not asleep. Taylor no. knocks. She goes, were you asleep? And he's like, No. no. And she's like, I have impeccable timing. <laughs> That's also like, clearly he wasn't asleep. Right. He wasn't asleep, but like, this is where he lives slash sleeps. And it's just, right. she's like, am I overstepping my boundary? At least she's aware that there's a boundary. Yeah. But she wanted to thank him. And so she made him a peach tort. Oh my God. Probably so good. I love right. that. And she says, so she's not very good at cooking or baking, but like tort, she rocks. Yeah. I'm sure she is good because... She was a she's a perfectionist type of person. Right. So growing up, she didn't have that love and attention from her mom. She doesn't know who her dad is, as she said. And so I'm sure she was like, let me bury my nose in books and recipes and get, you know, be become perfect and all that stuff. So I imagine the tort is delicious. And a peach tort. And a peach. Peaches. And so <laughs> she brings two spoons and she's really nervous for him to try it. And she's rambling about Thank you so much for helping me. And then he's like, this is a really good tour. Yeah. Which it was so I cute. loved him saying that. Me and too. then they have a discussion of, you know, who thought six months ago we'd be sitting here sharing a tort? 
Right, because they didn't really have a relationship no. in high school. She like tagged along with Seth and Summer. Ryan was always just like brooding and like doing whatever, or he was with Marissa, and so she didn't really get to know Ryan, and no. he doesn't know her. No, so it's fun. I like it. I it, like it. It is fun, and so she ends up leaving, and you just see how smitten she's giddy she is she stands outside the pool house like giggling to herself like oh my god and even after he kissed her she like touched her lips oh, for yeah. like 10 minutes <laughs> she's like oh my god ryan what just touched my lips it's sweet it was very sweet but that is how the episode ends so we're gonna take a short break and we'll be back with all your questions and comments awesome we are back we're gonna go into our questions and comments and first up is our T from our trivia correspondent, Leticia underscore Dominique on Instagram. She says, here's my trivia. The song Hello Sunshine, performed by Sid Matters, which plays during the airport scene at the beginning of the episode, is the same song which played during 119, The Heartbreak, performed by the band Super Fury Animals, when Summer and Seth had sex for the first time. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. And super furry animals, not fury, Michelle. Furry, 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 furry. <laughs> when Caitlin asks about Neil, she mentions a small, bossy lady. Neil had mentioned he was going to work at Seattle Grays. The short, bossy lady, this could be a reference to Miranda Bailey on Grays, mm-hmm. who's known to be quite bossy and yes. she was short. She was, yes. I've never. I only watched like the first five seasons. It just got so ridiculous. So I know who they're referencing, but yeah, it makes sense. Jean-Claude is played by William Avedy, who is Roman on Gossip Girl. Yeah, that's where we knew him from. There you go. That's why that looks familiar. Yes. And that made sense to me, too. I just couldn't think of it. Right. And it makes sense. Josh Schwartz, Stephanie Savage. Right. Totally. Uh, With four votes, Seth is TV.com MVP. Tish also felt this episode was really refreshing compared to the last three, which we spoke about at the top of this episode. When she thinks of season four, she always remembers the scene with Ryan and Sandy on the beach. Hell yeah. How can you forget? I know. Now I will I always remember seeing Ryan run on the beach with his black tank and his hair. That's like season four to me. Yeah. Uh, Also, she's enjoying the use of all the voicemails in this season. Nice. Thanks, Tish. Mike, uh, at Dell underscore Vasto on Instagram, he says he feels for Sandy in this episode because he finds it a challenge to make friends as you get older. Yeah, well, that's definitely true. It's easy to make work friends, but outside of that, it's harder when you're older. Right, because you could have work friends that are strictly like, yeah, we could get happy hour, but also mm, maybe we don't want to get happy hour. You just kind of want to go home. Right, (laughs) because outside of that, unless you join a league or a group or you're mingling in a bar. You're kind of like stuck in your old ways and you're like I don't really want to venture out which is totally fine right regarding the scene with Julie at the bar who dances like that isn't he from uh, Dancing with the Stars I'm pretty sure that guy's from Dancing with the Stars I have no idea I want to say his name is like Artemis or something I could totally be mixing him up with someone else it's been a long time since I've watched Dancing with the Stars but my mom's an avid Dancing with the Stars person so he looked quite familiar to me so I think he's a professional ballroom dancer if I'm not mistaken I mean Julie and she was great (laughs) she had some good moves like he liked the scene at the end with Julie and Caitlin it really showed them acknowledging that they both had broke the deal but they're not going to get mad or argue right 
and thinks that they're trying to turn over a new leaf. I hope so. Me too. They, I mean, this is all they have, guys. So right. love it. Uh, thinks Taylor should have just been honest with Ryan at first about what she needed right. and who she needed Ryan to be. Yeah, I think so, too. After she had the conversation, she could have said, oh, it's probably not going to happen for me because we weren't unfaithful to each other. So how can you help me out here instead of hiding it and then pretending like you don't know French, so you just have to sign it? Right. Yeah, it was kind of like backwards. She could have just told him the truth. Yeah. Question. Would either of you have pretended to be in a relationship with a friend in order to get them a divorce? Sure. <laughs> I mean, now I'm thinking about it, like, would I have to sign anything? I know. No. I... <laughs> so, like, going back to like what I was saying about Ryan, maybe I wouldn't have signed it if I was him because, you know, it might there might be some more legal steps to do after that, and you maybe don't want to get involved. Yeah, I guess it would depend on the extent and who the friend was. Right. And if I'm single, I would obviously have right. to be single. Oh, well, yeah. Because it would be pretty awful if you weren't and then pretending to like be dating someone else, yeah, be in love with someone else. And that could bring in a lot of lots of drama. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Jess at Mrs. Boquist on Instagram. She was impressed by Autumn's French speaking skills. So she found an article that stated that Autumn actually does speak fluent French. She speaks beautiful French. And she actually went to France with a friend for a month after graduation. However, she does not actually speak Latin, Spanish, or Korean. Oh, wow. Well, she does languages very well. She does. Jess also had a major thirst level for Ryan on the beach as well as Sandy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> when Jess sent me that message, I responded with her, yeah, major thirst level this episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Julie Cooper or dancing, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights? Very, It was very Havana Nights. <laughs> the style was very like sensual. Yeah. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. Alicia at AAW3115. She says she really enjoyed this episode and it felt reminiscent of the past. Just the vibe of it. Mm -hmm. Taylor can be exhausting, but she has a really big heart. Yeah, she does. Wants to give a nod to Seth and how much he is maturing. Yeah. Questions. Do you think New Match has been going on this entire time, or are they just planning on bringing it back? Uh... Probably on hold. Is I think so too, hiatus. right? Yeah. I don't know what Kirsten's been doing to keep herself busy, but I mean, her and Sandy really, they only have each other at the moment. She didn't really have Julie. Right. So, and then her kids were kind of just depressed. And so I don't think it was happening. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think it was on hold. Do you girls miss Marissa? Alicia says at the moment she does not miss her, and it's kind of hard for her to say because she's team Marissa, but they reference her so much, so it feels like she's not really missing. Yeah, I, I definitely can agree with that. I don't feel yet like a hole is missing there. Same. Because we're referencing her. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying. Like, I don't feel anything just yet, but I'm sure, like, mid to end of the season, I'll be like, oh, man, I really wish Marissa was there. Right, and it also just feels different. That's yeah, it just it feels is. different. It's not and bad. I think it's just I've different. just accepted that it's different, and so, no, I don't necessarily need her in this type of situation Agreed. for the season. Agreed. That's how exactly how I feel. Why do you think Ryan chose to kiss Taylor? Do you think he just needed to feel, and do you think he has any feelings for her at the moment? Uh, I don't think he has any feelings for her at the moment. 
I think I don't know if it was a bad feeling. I think he just wanted to help her out. Same. He's like, let me just get in there and try and do something that's going to prove to this guy that I that she needs me and that we're, you know, hot and heavy. And he sure did. Yeah. And afterwards, she was very smitten. I don't think he thought twice about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that really. Unfortunately for her. But. Right. I don't think it occurred to him. Just not just yet, at least. No. I don't think anything, you know, he's a little dense in that department. <laughs> but I think this also gave him a purpose again. Of, yeah. Oh, this is what I do. I do help people. Right. Like, and I feel good for helping her. I'm getting back to my old me. Right. But no, I don't think he thought about it in that way. No, I don't either. Thanks, Alicia. Thank you. Vic at Musechick. She thought it was weird with the lawyer and Taylor speaking French because obviously they both can speak he English. Spoke English to Ryan. So that why was did, unnecessary. <laughs> why did they have to speak French? Yeah. Ryan's smile counter was up to nine. She kept count. Whoa. Should we do that this season? Yes, I think we should. <laughs> Thank you, Vic, for that inspiration. I love that. What do you think Taylor would have done if she hadn't seen Ryan? And if Seth was there, would he have gone along with her idea? Right, like a hypothetical there. I I think Seth probably would have... Probably just not kiss or anything. No, because how could he and feel okay with doing that, knowing Summer is in you know, Providence? Like, I don't think he would have felt comfortable. I don't know how else they would have convinced this Jean-Paul or Jean-Claude, whatever Jean-Claude. his name is, yeah. um, that they did have something. So maybe it was better that it was Ryan because he felt less guilt. Like he didn't have to really think about doing it. he doesn't have an attachment it. to anybody either. Right, that too. Like I'm not going to piss people off by doing this. Right. It's not going to lead anywhere. So it's fine. Just yeah. doing her a favor. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if Seth would have been there, what they would have done. I don't know. Probably would have just signed, I think. Yeah. He probably would have just signed. Yeah. Thanks, Vic. Thank you. We had a couple of emails. First up is from Lisa. She wanted to touch upon our discussion last week we had in After Dark. My sister asked if we have any biases towards actors and if they play a shitty character, do we then look at them as shitty Mm -hmm. people for the rest of eternity? And so Lisa says that it's more that she'll dislike a character because of a character who plays them. So her best example is Sam from Supernatural. She doesn't like Jared Paladecki because of Dean from Gilmore Girls. Oh, come on. They're so... Actually, they're not completely different. I feel like Jared Padalecki brings himself into whatever role he's playing. Mm -hmm. So, Well, she says, I'm sure he's a really nice guy. But also vice versa. If she really likes the character, then she's more likely to like the character they're playing and be more forgiving. Yeah, I could totally agree. I think I'm definitely like that, too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, loved Caitlin and Julie eating ice cream. This seems to be such a popular scene. And also loves Seth giving Summer room to grow. Yeah, definitely. And she thinks that she's going to like Ryan and Taylor more this time around. We will see. Okay. Let us know, Lisa, because you know we love Taylor. Yeah, we love Taylor. Uh, Michelle, she says she's finally glad that someone is going to therapy, even though it's set up in a sitcom skit kind of way. No, they should have been a little bit I mean, as much as I did laugh, they all every single character on every single show we podcast about should go to therapy, and it's very rare that they do. So, 
I know. We should shed some more positive. Like, it's okay to go to therapy. I mean, it's not that they were saying it wasn't here, but it was very comical. And so it made it feel like it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. As important. So Sandy has to stop being friends with Julie's husband's fiance because they always end up leaving. So true. (laughs) He needs to find a friend outside of that group and hopefully Spitzy will be (laughs) Michelle is team Neil in this episode. He did not have to let Julie stay in the house. But does that mean he's also paying for the other expenses while she's there? Utilities, food, etc. Who knows? Yeah, that's a really weird situation. Good question. Right. I mean, hopefully new match starts... Uh, it's up. up and running again, so she'll have her own financial stability. But until then... I mean, Caitlin made a joke to her, right, about, oh, we'll find you a new rich man who will cheat on you yeah. and you can pay for all right. your stuff. <laughs> God, that's not true. Uh, Sandy should have helped Taylor with right. the whole situation. He probably could have gotten around that. And she also says that uh, Taylor could have helped him make new friends and she's really good at making connections. So true. Regarding Julie, how long is it supposed to be since the last episode? Did Julie talk to anyone else other than Ryan about Marissa? It just seems that she's over it already. She's for it. It's just a little too soon. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say she's over it. I right. just think that now she has closure as far as Volchuk being in jail, so she doesn't have to really worry about that. Of course, I'm sure she still wants him dead to an extent, but I think she's just looking past that. And yeah, well, the last time we saw Neil and Julie, she was like, you're leaving. He's like, it's my ma- my house. And she's like, good. Well, I'm staying. Yeah. So maybe I don't know how long it's been because she does seem to have her feet a little bit more grounded. You're right. So I don't know. And I, right. And I think just the Volchuk being, it's a big resolution. Yeah. Like that chapter as much as it still hurts i need to put it in the past especially like, her hate for him right obviously she's never gonna get get over the death of her daughter no. but like hatred towards someone that can eventually fade away right i hope <laughs> yes we hope uh thank you guys for all your questions and comments this week yes. some music we had editors lady lady sovereign chingy cello and zero seven I haven't heard that Lady Sovereign song in forever. I was like, wait, I have to even look up who sings this because I, th- I was like, it was a Tequila Tequila. I had no idea. You I couldn't remember who was saying it. Yeah, I, I was know. Like, wow, throwback. So some of our segments, what fashion do you have, Liz? I have uh, Ryan just in a plain black tee. No hate with that. I liked his button-down green shirt. Me too. I also liked... Taylor's olive green shirt with the bow. Jess said she loves Summer's impeach him tank. Yes, I thought that was cute. And she like wore it over a shirt, which is very circa 2005. Yeah. Vibe. Um, I loved Summer's headband braid. Me too. I wish I could do that. Same. Looks so good. I have thin hair, so it doesn't look Me too. Great. Just be bald spots mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> I like Julie's pajamas when she's eating ice Me cream. Me too. I loved that whole look. Just had you know Sandy and Ryan thirst. Oh yeah, that surf really Sandy. It. I think that's all I had besides. And Julie had a floral dress on. I really liked. She that. did. I like the cut of that dress. Yeah. Some quotes. I'm sorry, I have rage issues. There is a man that can always get me on the dance floor. His name is Jose. <laughs> have you met my friend Julie Cooper? Uben Cougar. <laughs> <laughs> my baby's back. I'm trying to be a role model. 
This one resonated with me. And all my artificially tan glory. I'm like, yes, the perfect tan. <laughs> that shirt really brings out your eyes. Oh, the you're shirt calling is black. him Spitzy now? Oh, yeah, when he says, my shirt is, is black. black. Okay. <laughs> the man is a sexual <laughs> Jedi. That was a good Taylorism, too. Uh, careful, lady. My girlfriend is going to be here any second. I love when Spitzy and and Sandy go out to dinner and he's like, meet one of my kids. I'm like, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I love it. So good. You have a twin flame and Che grabs Seth's cheeks. You two just be. Good. Uh, was that a sports reference? <laughs> I can't be moving here if the shawarma isn't up to par. It's true. You got to have a good shawarma. Um, my timing is impeccable. I know love when I see it. That's all I have. Yeah, I know love when I see him. Towards I rock. Towards I rock. This beach tour is really good. <laughs> good stuff. All right. MVP and shittiest. Yeah. You feel good about it? I'm I feel good about it. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Three, Three two, one, Sandy. Seth. <laughs> okay. I understand why you chose Seth. Thank you. But I chose Sandy for his speech to Ryan a couple of times in the beginning of the episode um, with, you know, your life has to go on and you we have to get you back to like the old Ryan. And then really for biting the bullet and calling Spitzy and just saying like, look, I need a friend. Do you want to go out? I mean, it's awkward. No one really wants to do it, but he did it. And look, he made a new cute friend. I know. So I was happy with that. But I like I like Seth for MVP, I, too. Yeah, I mean, Seth, he was very supportive to Summer. I'm glad that he did go to Che to say, hey, can I? how can I be more informed? How can I help? And yeah. he is giving her space. He is. It's very big. So that is why I chose Seth. Lisa, Michelle, Alicia all chose Seth. Wow. Yeah, Vic and Jess chose Ryan. Yeah, I could see that. He was a little moody, but then ultimately he did the he right thing. He helped Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Shittiest? Yeah, I mean, I'm not happy with it. Yeah, but, same. You know. Right. <laughs> Three, two, one, Julie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I chose Caitlin solely for the purpose that she left the two Lukes outside. and <laughs> left, Lukes. She left them. She's like, no, I'm good. You guys go. I'm like, when you come together, you leave together. Absolutely. Don't do that. Rude. Yeah. Uh, I chose Julie just, you know, listen, you're a mom. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have fun when you're a mom. Right. But, like, you just swore off men. This is, like, something that you probably should have thought twice about, even if you were not swearing off men. Yeah, and also you just went out with Kiki, told her how excited you right, are. Right, and you blew her off. Yeah, about new match. And then you blow her off to be a cougar with Taryn. Yeah, not Come okay, on. Julie. Kirsten's always there for you. She is. Lisa, Michelle, and Jess all chose Julia as their shittiest. Right. Yeah, totally. So, good choices. Yeah, everyone, all the consensus was pretty much the same. So. Yeah. Time for Patron of the Week? Yeah. Cool. It's Patron of the it's So this week, I chose a very special patron who you will hear on this week's episode of Three Gossip Girls. So exciting. Over on our Patreon page, 
we select episodes for our patrons to come on as guests. And this month, we chose Shannon to be on Gossip Girl. She was an amazing co-host. We loved chatting with her. And I called her our shining star because her name on Instagram is a reference to Star Wars. So I was like, oh, she's our shining star. And the S for Shannon, you know? Love that. So we really loved having you on. And you're welcome back anytime, our shining star. (laughs) Thanks, Shannon. Yeah, she was great. She was great. It was a fun episode. All right, let's see. I cannot believe I'm just going to read a haiku for you for the fifth episode. I know. Good. (sighs) All right, so here's your haiku for season four, episode five, The Sleeping Beauty. Oh. Ryan cannot sleep. Smitten Taylor tries to help. Benefit party. Okay, well, so OC with a benefit party. I mean... (laughs) I'm assuming that has to do something with the new match. Would be great for them to throw some sort of charity event to raise money, but also raise awareness of their business. So I can totally see that. Um, Ryan and Taylor, they might maybe smitten. I mean, I know Sleeping Beauty means you're dreaming so maybe someone's dreaming of something and after dark mm-hmm. we can definitely talk about that <laughs> sequence um but and taylor i mean who wouldn't be smitten if ryan kissed you right i mean <laughs> yeah i would probably just collapse and just not know what especially to do. that kind of kiss right like a very passionate kiss Whoa. if i was taylor i would be all that would be all i was thinking i'd about, be so. making torts all the time <laughs> Me too. You like pineapple? You like grapes? I what other fruits? Grape tart. Ooh, yeah. Uh, so I can totally sympathize with Taylor. I'm sure that's going to come up. And Sleeping Beauty, I believe, to be Ryan. But we will see. I'm actually very excited for the progression of what's going to come. Last time around, this was one of my favorite storylines of the entire series. So I'm already feeling like that mm-hmm. butterflies mm-hmm. and I'm excited to watch because I don't remember exactly how everything pans out, but I'm very excited. Good so, stuff. Yay. I know. I'm really excited. Too. And John's going to be our guest next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our buddy John, if you've been listening to us for a while, you'll recognize his voice and his Maybe we'll have Ant come on too because yeah. we had them both on the last time. Everyone and loved that. They were really fun to balance each other. Yeah. So, and Ant loves Taylor. He's she's on his top five. Definitely. So, and John too, actually. So this is yeah, really good. It would be fun. Good job, Liz. Thank you. Well, that brings us uh, to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everyone who submitted your questions and comments and trivia and continue to do so. We love hearing from you. Everybody who's been reaching out to us. They're the best. You're listening, that you're enjoying the podcast, that you enjoyed last week's episode with my sister and Bobby. We got so much positive feedback. I know. I was texting Sam like, you guys are stars. (laughs) Everyone loves you. She's like, this is amazing. So we just love hearing from you guys and we really appreciate it. Uh, We got a new iTunes Apple podcast review and uh, fairy cakes on July 7th wrote great podcast. Love the dynamic between the hosts and rated us five stars. So thank thank you. you so much. If you are an Apple podcast listener and you haven't left us a review, please consider doing so and rating us five stars. No pressure, but it's like Christmaca when we get it. Yeah. And it really helps us as far as keep our numbers getting up so we're more visible for people to find an OC podcast so 
You definitely want to do that. I mean, don't you want to recommend us to people? Right. And if you have a OC friend, friends. just share it. <laughs> or if you want them to start watching the show. Yeah. Just great way to introduce it. Like, pass. yeah, watch it. Listen to the podcast. Join our community. We have yeah. a great network. It Takes Three Network on Patreon. It is a super fun community. We do behind the scenes there. We have Topic Tuesday where we just discuss very light things. But really fun stuff this yeah. week was submitted by our girl Vic. And she sent um, it was how many TV shows? A hundred. A hundred TV shows. And you had to see how many you've seen 10 episodes or more of. Yeah. And actually nobody really broke 50, which is crazy because we're such a binge-worthy culture and I mean, we're a TV rewatch podcast, so you assume that you've watched so many TV shows. But really, when I like made my list, I only had 39. I had 37. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, I'm really not doing TV justice. Right. So. Yeah. So anyway, we have a lot of fun over there. But we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week for Episode 5, The Sleeping Beauty. After dark. After dark. dark. Let's talk. Let's talk. After dark. After dark. The Sleeping Beauty. Okay, so the Sleeping Beauty, it has to be the dream sequence. It has to be. It has to be, because that's why John chose it. Right? I haven't <laughs> Michelle's been, Googling. <laughs> I haven't been looking ahead too far. Right. You don't want to ruin, like, your... Rune. Rune from, from Gilmore Girls. Rune. Oh, Rune is a mood. Yeah. Stay tuned to a Gilmore Girls <laughs> bonus episode if you're a patron. That's coming very soon. Uh, yeah. But Rune, oh, my God. That whole just... He's a character. He just He's cracks a, me up. Rune the Brune. He is. For... for Sure. Um, yeah, I'm thinking this is the... It has to be, right? It, because he kissed her, and now he's like, well, I'm dreaming about it, and I never want to stop dreaming about kissing Taylor. It's so... I mean, I know they're... So they do dance, and she wears this red dress at the charity event. Mm. I wonder if that... Does that happen this episode? I'm not seeing the visual I want to see. I guess we'll... Uh, guess we'll find out together. Guess we'll see, Yeah. Sorry, guys, if this is really boring. <laughs> uh, okay, so Vic, she just wanted to send out that when we were talking about the bullet last week and all his sons, they're named after major oil refineries in Texas, oh. but never found a city named Spencer. Interesting. So I guess we'll see with that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> also, Neil is not on the island. What? So he does come back at least once, right? Which I totally forgot. Yeah, one more time. Is it at the wedding? No. Oh, so I didn't, I had a, an assumption that he wasn't at the wedding. Yeah. Uh, All right, well, something to look forward to. Yeah, Tish totally forgot that Summer gets kicked out of Brown. Yeah, I forgot that too, actually. And it's super crazy how fast season four is moving because next episode we meet Spencer and she does have a thing with Julie. Got, okay. Which we talked about. And then Jess, she asked, do you think if Marissa didn't die... And Julie didn't have a reason to change her mind of Ryan. Would she still have fallen for Frank? Because Julie and (laughs) Ryan have come a long way. They have. I think that she changed her mind before Marissa passed. I do too. Like I think she came to terms with, wow, Ryan is not who I thought he was. And he was a 
good influence to an extent on Marissa and did a lot for my family and you know his adopted parents are the greatest so I think that she kind of understood him more right. so yeah I mean now she definitely accepts him um but I don't think she would have been with Frank honestly I don't either that would it's just a weird combination to me and I don't even remember how it happens <laughs> same same and I am looking forward the bullet is coming real soon too yeah I mean Spencer's next week so and that all of that, I know once I watch, it's going to come back to me, but I really don't. I couldn't tell you how this all goes down. And actually, Ant doesn't remember either. And he's yeah. like my OC wiki right? in human form, which is embarrassing. I guess because it's such a <laughs> plot that like you just don't. Yeah, I don't think about. Focus, about, focus right. on. Yeah. I'm really excited, though. I'm me really too. excited for the Ryan and Taylor m- moments and me episodes. Too. And I'm excited that I don't remember them because... It makes me watching very, it just adds that ad- added level. Yeah. It makes me very giddy. Yeah. I have to say. At, when I saw him kiss her, I'm, I mean, granted, I was taking notes and I was like trying to look up every second, you know, right. and I'm like, okay, there it is. And I still felt the butterflies. Just the, the, I felt these butterflies more than any other couple on this show. And that's why I felt when the first time I watched it and I was like, I wonder if it's still going to resonate with me. And it mm. still does. I don't know. There's something about Taylor. She's just so light. Obviously, we know she's she's still messed up like like everyone else is. But Ryan just needs something light. He needs to like just smile. And if, hey, if he smiled nine times in one episode. Must yeah, be a I love that pick. We will. Let's have a smile counter yeah. for Ryan continuing forward. And of course, the Taylorisms. Also, guys, send us your Taylorisms because yeah. I, I want to know what you think, uh, what your favorite parts of her with this episode, with the episodes going forward. But and it's funny too because what Taylor's going through is not light. It's not, but, but they she make is it. a person. Her mannerisms make it light. She's so right. funny. She's a very like n- nervous type of. Just like a quirky person. Yeah, her mannerisms. Yeah, like you can tell she's stressed and it's like so overly dramatic to the point where you're like, oh, Taylor. Like you just have to pat her down like a little bit. So it's fun to watch her. I'm curious. I know we when we first met Taylor, we posted about it on socials and a lot of people loved her, but a lot of people did not. It's split. And so I wonder like for our listeners specifically... Do you guys like Taylor? Do you guys like Taylor and Ryan together? I think I also that's split too. I, we've had people send in to us that their Taylor grew on them yeah. through listening to us. Which is great. So you know how we had people like evolve into loving Marissa? So maybe we could do that for maybe Taylor. Maybe we can. Yeah. You guys let us know if we've changed your mind just a little bit So on far. Taylor. Just a little yeah, bit. Just, we're not pushing the envelope a little, you know, no. as much as much as you want to give us, we'll take. And she will never replace Marissa. We're not. Yeah. We're definitely not saying that. They no. are completely two different yeah. entities of people. There, I don't think Taylor was meant to replace Marissa. I think she was just meant to make the show lighter. Right. I don't think they were like, yeah, okay, well, now Ryan needs a love interest. We'll just throw Taylor in there, which I kind of wish, as much as I do love them together, I wish like he was single for a little bit longer. I know. You know, he's going through something so traumatic. Right. So I understand why he latched on to that and why she latched on to him. But... 
irrealistic. If this was a person in my life, I would have rathered him just if I was a friend, be like, well, you know what? Maybe don't rush into this. Right. <laughs> Any mean so. to Google while you no, were. No, it's okay. This just occurred to me. And because it's like after dark. You know? Yeah, it's after dark. We're relaxed here. Uh, I, w- I forgot where article I was reading, but they were talking about trivia. And they said in the scene with when you had Seth, Che, and Summer yeah. outside the hall. And there was this guy standing there who had blonde hair. I read that was Ben McKenzie's younger brother. Oh, really? But I, I cannot find that still article. Oh. No, it was he was standing there. If you remember, there was a blonde guy. Well, there was a blonde actual guy who was just standing there nodding. Yeah, I didn't really look at him, I guess. Yeah, but now I can't find it. And who knows if he has a younger brother. Right. Oh, that's funny, though, this if is, it was him. This is what happens when... Do you think your mind made it up? or? <laughs> okay, he does have a younger brother. Damn, where was that article? Because at night, when I when I can't fall asleep, I'll like, you know, you, you go down holes yeah. and you're like Googling. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll remember this site when I wake up in the morning. This happens all the time. What if you looked in your history? Is that too far back? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even know when I did this. I cannot find. We found his brother, Nate Shenikan, which is, I guess, or Shenkan. Shenkan, which is Ben's actual last name. The family name. If I find this article, I will post it on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> and it will be public. We did dig for a little bit, but did not find it. Also, if anybody's here who's not a part of our Patreon page, we, all the articles we talk about when we post them, they are public. So you don't have right. to be a member of our Patreon page. So if you go to itakes3network.com, you'll see all of our, you know, fun whatever good resources we, we post. There. Yeah, it's up for public. Anyway... I'll hopefully I'll try to find that. <laughs> yeah. We just dug for like a good 10 minutes. Yeah, but you, you weren't a part of it because we edited that out. We edited. Uh, anything else, Liz, before we sign off this week? No, just excitement as always. And light, right? We're feeling light. Yeah. We're feeling good. I'm so glad we're light now. Yeah, me too. I don't remember what happens with Che. I remember him bugging me a lot more than he currently does. So I'm assuming that's happening in the future. Yeah, he pulls some bullshit and pretty much gets... Is that what who gets summer kicked out of Brown? Well, yeah, I don't do really remember yeah. her getting kicked do you, out of Brown. Do you remember Summer has a pet rabbit named Pancakes? The name Pancakes from like sounds familiar, but I didn't remember it was a rabbit. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, though. Yeah, it's com- that's coming back to me a little bit. It's super cute. Yeah, I just four is a big blur to me except for the Tyler Ryan stuff even like their relationship itself is a blur to me I just remember really loving it uh and I remember Shay being annoying I remember the finale episode what happens there with the wedding and the baby and all the good stuff yeah but in between literally I know we're gonna have fun it's gonna be no fun. idea Chris Mika, very excited for oh my it. god I can't wait is that coming soon since we're past uh, I think Thanksgiving. two episodes, actually. Very, or three. I know, because excited. I feel like we've been in November forever. Forever, yeah. But, you know, they had two episodes in one week. Right. So, Which we found out is because now they moved it to Fridays, which is generally a bad move. When bad for TV. Does not work out for the TV shows because who's watching, like, especially live on a Friday night? Nobody. Right. So once right. you get moved to that, you pretty much know you're, you're done. Except for TGIF <laughs> back in the day in the 90s. Well, yeah, that. 
Right, because as a kid, you looked forward to God, that. That was such a good was lineup. so good. I actually just started rewatching Sabrina again. Really? Yeah, I just wanted something to go to bed to that wasn't Friends because, I mean, how many times? I mean, I could watch Friends as many times yeah. as necessary, but uh, Sabrina's on Hulu and her movie, Sabrina Down Under, is on, it's on Hulu. <laughs> so if you're interested, I just felt I, felt I wanted something light that I didn't have to pay attention to. Yeah. So yeah. highly recommend. This is like my third time rewatching all of Sabrina. It's, and it's so good. It's so funny to me. I don't know why, because I've rewatched Saved by the Bell. It's like this. No. I could rewatch Saved by the Bell. But I love like, Saved by the Bell. I love it too. But Sabrina has like a humor where no, it's it does. like kind of could go either way. You're like, oh, okay. I could see like this. It's just not as much as it's corny. It's not as corny as Saved by the yeah. Bell. Yeah, I hear you on that. I'm just biased. No, but. that's fine. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, send us an emoji because we had some peaches last week, which I should have used for this week. I didn't even know. I forgot about that. So if you made it this far, which this episode won't be as long as last week, (laughs) but what emoji? Maybe a pie. Oh, yeah. We'll pretend it's a tort. A tort. A tort. Okay. Send us that. Yay. See you next week. Bye.